Hi, I'm Daryl. And I'm Petros. And welcome to a special end of a season to odds and to ends episode of Getting Defoe You Season 2, where from Heaven's Gate to the present day, join us as we get to know Willem Defoe in this dedicated Defoe podcast. Oh, we're back for a little end of season special. And what a special oh. it is. And how the devil have you been, Petros? It feels like it's been a hot goddamn minute. I know, I've hibernated through the winter. The the, the the cold is starting to thaw and I'm no longer like wrapped up in a hoodie recording. I'm I'm feeling limber, I'm feeling ready. My chakras are aligned to, to get back into things, get back into the swing of all things Defoe. I know we've been uh, we've been hibernating, and I thought, you know what? What's better than you know stretching out my old man back, cracking out my thirty plus something bones, sitting on an office chair, hunching over, recording a brand new episode of a podcast, baby, in the year <laughs> of our Defoe Lord twenty twenty four, and we are doing something a little bit different. You know, last season, as you may remember, for the odds and ends, we looked at. Three little short films starring Willem Dafoe, something a little bit different off the beaten track. We're continuing on that beaten track for the odds and the ends for the season two episode. And we're looking at some yoga. Oh, yes, we are indeed. Because what, in our research, Petros, what was it that we found on YouTube that's led us down this bloody rabbit hole? Well, it, it must have been from the IMDb. Yeah, it, it's somewhere there on the IMDb page, I think, under listed as self, a, a part of the IMDb page that we've not delved into that much. But um, I think it's my algorithm just spat out, what is yoga starring William Defoe from 1998? And I think in a frenzy, I text you like, I think I found <laughs> the dot and the end for season two. We have to yeah. look at this. Yeah, we, as soon as you sent that over to me, I was like, shut your goddamn mouth, I'm in. (laughs) I think it was accompanied with like a screenshot, just like a really shonkily taken photo of my like laptop screen being like, what the (laughs) sweet Christ is this? Nice low resolution, just like the definitely like illegal films that my uncle used to provide as a, a younger man. Take me right back to the DVD days, the sweet blank DVDs. Uh, we found a little documentary called What is Yoga starring William Defoe, not Willem, William Defoe. And um, I think it's a very important thing to cover because any sort of light research into Willem Defoe, you will know that yoga is a very, very big part of his life, a very much a day-to-day activity, keeps him limber, helps inform his acting choices. So we wanted to knuckle down, watch this documentary, and help us get to know Defoe a little bit more. And we also talk about in this episode our experiences with yoga as well, as well as looking at some of the uh, various shapes and situations that Defoe finds himself contorting into in the documentary. Also, so we have a slideshow of some images that we've sort of found that you can um, play along with almost. We will sort of announcement of the episode you've got the slideshow there to see what mr defoe is up to and me and Petros, we don't know too much about yoga so we haven't just gone in blind of course <laughs> we've got the perfect guest for the perfect episode who do we have joining us for the odds and the ends 
we have as you said the perfect guest and these are ones i get i always get excited about is like somebody who the venn diagram of interests overlap and in this case we have somebody who is from willem defoe's home state she is a wisconsinite she's also a a film like a, a film journalist as well she is a critic and she is a yoga teacher and that is the one and only cassandra hager and what a perfect guest to help us align our chakras and know our vinyasa <laughs> from our ashtangas and our, do you know what I mean? Our, our, our poses, things that we've just been calling daft names like the pose. She's like, oh no, that's called a, a something pose. Or I, I, did, I didn't want to say anything to <laughs> that, would, <laughs> that, that, that would just offend all, all, all yoga enthusiasts. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, all this time we've just thought to ourselves, William Dafoe just loves having a little silly pose. He's a silly bloody goose, isn't he? Turns out he's been yogurting in our faces for years. <laughs> um, so we're going to get to the bottom of all of that. It's a wonderful episode to, uh, you know, see you into the year of our Defovian Lord 2024. But if you want to um, reach out about yoga or Defoe or anything in between, you can find us on all the socials. Petros, where? Can they find us? Well, if you want to be a friend of the show, you can reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at DefoeUPod. Or if you want to stay a bit more under the radar, maybe you've got an embarrassing yoga incident that you want to tell us about and stay anonymous, you can do so by heading over to DefoeUPod at gmail.com. And giving us a nice little tippy tap on your on your keyboard and getting in touch with us there. Wonderful stuff. So get on board to the folk emotion train. We ain't slowing down this year. No, sir, no ma'am, no how. <laughs> but with that said, let's get into the episode. Let's limber up and let's get our defoga on, baby. So enjoy. It's Cassie Hagar. It's a little bit of yoga. It's going to find you, baby. We will see you on the other side. Enjoy. Ta. Getting to follow you. Getting to know all about Willem. Getting to like you by watching all your films. This week, it's time to stretch out and get in touch with ourselves as well to see if we can even still touch our toes because we're taking a look at a key part of Willem Dafoe's day-to-day routine and a little-known documentary he starred in to discuss it as well. Helping us get to know Dafoe a little better this week and see if we can put the yas in Ashtanga Vinyasa <laughs> is a writer, film critic, and yoga practitioner. It's Cassandra, better known as Cassie. Cassie, how are you doing? Oh my gosh, I'm doing amazing. I love this already. <laughs> that was such a fantastic <laughs> intro. <laughs> I mean... I've definitely never gone on about my intros in the in the show before, but <laughs> that's actually the part of the episodes I put the most work into. I mean, you did a really good job, so well done. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty four, killing it. Good job. I intend, I have access to the notes, and I intentionally never read them because I'm so <laughs> excited to see what you're going to come up with. And the yas in vinyasa is 
that was so good and it's just going to be all downhill from here right (laughs) yeah yeah we've started way too zen way too early (laughs) if anything else but hopefully we will center ourselves and get our uh, get our hammies stretched for some absolute uh, podcasting fun awesome defoga as we are absolutely hilariously titling it this week we are getting defoga what um, is what is defoga that, that that's what this that's what this documentary should have been called yeah, seriously <laughs> it's, it's very clever it's clever uh, well, you know, we um if nothing else, we do we do play those words real nice. <laughs> so just before we get into uh the defoga, uh, the meat and potatoes of the episode, we will start by asking all our guests, especially new guests such as yourself, Cassie, how well do you know Willem Defoe? So what is your Defoe history? Do you recall your first Willem Defoe movie? Do you know how many you've seen? And what are your sort of general views on the man that we are dedicating a podcast oh, so to? So funny. So I don't I don't even remember if I if I told you guys this before when I was like messaging you, but um Willem Defoe is really like a legend in these parts because I am I'm in Wisconsin. Willem uh, was born and raised in Appleton, Wisconsin. Oh. And I was born and raised in Nina. Which and I know I don't know kilometers. I'm sorry, but there's literally like ten or fifteen miles. It's like a fifteen minute car ride from where I grew up and where Willem grew up. So he's really a local legend. So I kind of nice. um, grew up hearing like stories about him and you know hearing oh yeah he was he was nice but he was really weird which tracks because that seems <laughs> like how he how he is now. Um, but yeah, you know just there's there was always lore going on around just I think he went to Appleton North High School and kids at at schools their parents would claim that they were friends with him and who knows if they really were (laughs) (laughs) but I have always known of him just because we don't there aren't a lot of really famous people from that area there's not a lot of people around there at all to be to be frank that's why I ran away to Milwaukee uh so yeah he's like I said, local legend, living legend. I think my, I had to really rack my brain um, because I'm old and I was like, what was the first movie I saw? I'm pretty sure it was uh, Spider-Man was the first thing I ever saw him in, you know, cause a lot of his roles are more adults. So like in the nineties, I wouldn't have been, been seeing, like, I would, don't think I would have watched like speed two or, you know, <laughs> when oh, I was no. or whenever that came out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, I, I remember, I mean, Spider-Man was such a just like a formative experience for all of us I think at that time because it was awesome it was like the first superhero movie it just kicked everything off kind of at least in in, from my perspective (laughs) but yeah just like even the range he had in playing a a villain a superhero villain was just (laughs) insane to me and something that's still sticks out to me and god he's so memeable he's so memeable in everything he does so yeah the roundabout way of answering that question is i'm very familiar with him because he grew up where i did (laughs) so i have never personally met him i know a lot of people who have um but yeah i'll get around to it (laughs) one of these days You Do you know pilot. if he still comes around to wisconsin is he like, i is he i have heard he up? absolutely hates 
Appleton, which I don't, I don't play them, so do I. Um, <laughs> no, I'm like, oh, if my parents weren't still in Nina, I would never go back there either. I, I don't know how often. I believe he got, because he went to UW-Milwaukee for a, a while for college. Um, I know he like came back and got like an honorary degree, and I think he has spoken at like their commencements from time to time. So I think he's more Milwaukee friendly than he is Appleton friendly, but which, like I said, I totally, most of us are. (laughs) Um, So yeah, he doesn't totally avoid it. You know, he definitely owns being a Wisconsinite. He respects it. (laughs) So he's not a stranger. Yeah. And what are some of the stories? Can you recall any of the stories that you've like heard about him that might be Um, Mostly just, I remember a girl I went to high school with who was really mean and her mom was really mean and she she always said yeah my mom was best friends with him they were really close and like from, from what I've heard he was super kind of weird and out there so I'm like your mom was probably a total bitch to him. Like, <laughs> I don't believe you I'm sorry um yeah and then there is the story that his I think it's it's true he's talked about it but he I believe when he was going to UWM, he got for UW Milwaukee. He was kicked out. Or it might have been high school because he was like making a porn film, like using yeah, <laughs> using school this. equipment. It was something like that. That yeah, I don't, I can't remember the details, but that's <laughs> definitely one that's been going around. Like Willem Dafoe got kicked out of school for making porn, and it's like what. <laughs> God, so you guys are nodding, so I'm guessing you're familiar with that story yeah. too. I'm hoping there's a plaque yeah. up somewhere. You know I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Willem made porn in this room. I know. I know. Oh, there legacy. must be. Yeah, those are like, yeah, that's probably the most famous, infamous <laughs> story about Willem that I've heard. And also that his name is actually William. And then he was just like, oh, I like Willem better. So he changed it. Yeah. yeah. We blew someone's mind uh, <laughs> last season by telling them yeah. one, it was William, and two, that he he wasn't European. Yeah, <laughs> a Germanic look. I'm not sure if it's like something has happened where he's there like, are a lot of Germans in this part of the country. So that makes <laughs> that, sense. That tracks, and, yeah, it's all piecing together. That yeah. and the like, together isn't like that part of Wisconsin. Like the accent is very like strong like it's, it's almost not like... cute it's not cute um <laughs> <laughs> i i hear myself slip into it every once in a while and i'm like oh god but it, it tends to be the the farther north you go the more mm. you know towards canada the more you sound like the people from fargo like for some yeah, reason yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've heard him say like it's like fargo country basically it, where yeah, yeah 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 so, <laughs> um it does get worse because it's appleton is more like I would say central Wisconsin, where I'm from. So it, it does get much worse the further north you go. But it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> oh, man. I wish that's the kind of legacy I could have left in high school. This, this right? strange guy might have filmed a porno in here at a very questionable time in his life. I think, he, I think the story changes slightly depending on what version of the foe you account for. I think one says that he filmed a porno and then another, I think he said he was filming a documentary or something and somehow, I'm going to use air quotes here, somehow an image of his like preteen ass got on the camera or something and then he got kicked out. Yeah. Uh, either way, what a lad. <laughs> no. What a yes. mega lad. 
you started out strong and you just kept going like wow <laughs> i like having a strong start i'm gonna keep doing that forever yes <laughs> i'm gonna be a freak from day one and never <laughs> never divert from this path it yeah. worked well for him i mean he's doing pretty good yeah willem where's all my freaks at defoe <laughs> collecting us along the way <laughs> i think it's worth at the time of recording is 68 this year is going to turn 69 at the nicest age let's fucking go <laughs> <laughs> it's so fitting yeah <laughs> so fitting. in many ways it's the perfect age for, a freak. <laughs> for, a freak. <laughs> for him specifically yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a very defoe age i think yeah. if i make it to like 69 i'm gonna go 68 defoe 70 <laughs> <laughs> give that number some respect put some totally. respect back on it i think so in terms of you know willem defoe is respectfully the freak of the people he's our daddy we just came out of the sexy season for season two you know we're, we're playing around maybe season three is going to be the business season we don't know just yet as we're in this in between <laughs> stage um but what we sort of do know and something that's come up before and we got a glimpse of this when we looked at the uh, movie in season one called The Reckoning, is that our boy Willem Dafoe is something of a yoga practitioner himself. Um, he's not just a scientist, he's a yoga practitioner <laughs> as well. And he is a, uh, a practitioner good. of, and hopefully I'm pronouncing this correctly, uh, Ashtanga Vinyasa Yoga. Mm -hmm. And there's a documentary you can find on YouTube called What is Yoga featuring William Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> That feels like someone from his high school being like, actually, it's William. <laughs> Offset hours is William. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did a crab walk with William one. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've just got I've just got like an image of Regina George befriending an actual troll. Like, and that is like what this woman's story is. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was friends with Willem Dafoe. It's yeah. Like, I don't no, think you, you were. were. No, you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be crazy, though. Like, you just set out, like, your, uh, like your yoga mat. is like, right, I'll just start doing some stretching. And then Willem Dafoe walks in. I'm like, mm -hmm. am I about to, like, just do some, like, downward dog with Willem fucking Dafoe? <laughs> what the hell is going on? Dream. Yeah. Yeah. He's quite a... Uh, quite a well-known practitioner of the old Ashtanga. So, obviously, before we sort of start getting into this and discussing the documentary a bit more and some defoe poses which will be in the show notes dear listener you can play along and look at these defoe poses as well cassie we understand that you too are something of a yoga practitioner Myself, um, yes. so we we, <laughs> we thought there'd be none more qualified to look at this very specific topic of defoga willem defoga than yourself um so sort of how long have you been practicing yoga yourself i'm so honored but i'm so nervous by the way because i'm like oh god <laughs> what if my teacher hears this like <laughs> can i say something wrong so let's see i have been doing it for 15 years now i was yeah i was 22 when i took my first yoga class and yoga so great because it's um something that you can do whether there's a yoga studio in town or not um and i, I moved around the country a lot for my my career for a while um went it lived in a lot of very small towns that didn't have yoga studios and it was just something that I could do in the safety and comfort of my own little living room so it was something that's sort of been a constant in my life that I've been able to take with me everywhere 
So there's something very personal and, and special about that, which is why I just, I just always stuck with it. I liked the way it made me feel and, hmm. you know, the way it made, made me look like everything, everything about it is, is, has always been, I mean, there are just no negatives to me. <laughs> so then um, after several years, I was like, I would really like to get my certification. I didn't necessarily know if I wanted to teach. You know, I have a full-time job. So I was like, ah, do I want to like go apply for yoga jobs? But I, when I got my certification, um, the place I teach for is wonderful and I love it. And they just sort of grab their teachers from uh, the people who get certified. So I didn't have to like apply anywhere. They're just like, hey, do you want to teach here? And I was like, sure. So (laughs) that was wonderful. I mean, easiest job I've ever gotten. And it's, you know, (laughs) favorite job I've ever had. So yeah, been certified. I got certified during the, the lockdown time. So I actually did my certification over Zoom. Just crazy. Right. Yeah. It I you wouldn't think it would have worked, but it did. Like I really learned everything that I needed to learn and it was fine. Um, so it's been like I don't know, like three years now that I've been teaching, maybe. Amazing. Yeah. I mean what like so I'm trying to think fifteen years ago, when would that have been? Like two thousand It was like two thousand nine, eight. Two thousand nine. Yeah. What what would have been like the the thing that made you think I'm going to try yoga? Was there like a specific thing that there was, and this is a very, just a very niche <laughs> fact about me. Fun fact. Um, I was adopted and I met my biological mom when I was 17. So, and when I first met her, I mean, she is super cool and beautiful, but when I first met her, I was just obsessed with her and she started mm-hmm. doing yoga. She was like, you should totally do it. And I was like, oh my God, yes, I'll do it because you're doing it. Right. <laughs> and then... I mean, I'm so glad she did because, you know, then I was the one who went on to keep doing it and get my certification, which she thinks is really cool. And so I, yeah, I really have her to thank for that, which is, which is neat. Yeah, no, I did it just uh, kind of as a lemming because she was doing it and because everyone else was doing it and then (laughs) sort of became personal to me and I made it my own. Daryl, I've got to ask you, have have you ever, have you ever, I don't know, rolled out a mat and tried to, try to flex with it? Yeah, I remember him well. Um... (laughs) No, I think the only time I sort of looked into like stretching personally is one time when this feels like just a very sort of classic, you know, human condition story. I just threw my back out and like in my 20s, I used to work this like night shift for like a a clothing store that shall remain nameless, but it rhymes with spy flock. Fuck. Um, I bent down. I'm like, I get that reference. Sorry. Can't be sued, allegedly. Um, <laughs> so you're supposed to bend with your your knees in my sprightly twenties. Threw uh, <laughs> caution uh, to the wind. I threw caution to the wind, and I was like, "Oh no, I have six hours of the shift left." Oh god. Um, so I went to like a walk in A and E because like I couldn't sleep. I was just like in tears, lying on the floor, and then they wait for an hour, and it's very much the case with. Certainly the NHS over here, no disrespect to the NHS, but look at the NHS, but like, we don't really do anything for backs. Mm-hmm. So you've just got to take these anti-inflammatories. Have you tried yoga? So I waited for an hour to be told like, have you tried doing yoga and stretching? I was like, I want to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's the only time I intentionally did some stretching, which is like stretch out legs and back to try and make things better. Uh, hilarious side note it turns out the anti-inflammatories they gave me are very very deadly and they ate away at my stomach lining so i had to go back to hospital just for them to sort of give me something else 
um, <laughs> which was <laughs> like, it's kind of funny because like my partner was out at the time, her mother had came down because we were both at university at the time. And she got up for some food and I texted her. I was like, I'm in a lot of pain. I think I need to go to the hospital. Hilariously, that text did not go through to her. So she responded to me saying, they've got the beer here that you like. Not the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so, oh I, so I spent just hours just like going like, I'm a big whittle baby boy. My tummy hurts. Uh-huh. Uh, but what I also discovered, aside from stretching, which I should keep doing, but I'm very lazy and don't do it, was the healing power of Bob Ross. Um, I just put Bob Ross on Netflix and literally the ASMR of Bob Ross for 20 minutes on guard, my pain went away. The credits rolled. I was in agony again. (laughs) (laughs) So a long-winded way of saying sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of. But like I watched this documentary and for like the first half of it, because... I messaged Petros about this like last week at the point of recording. I like, oh, started watching this documentary and Petros was like, this is way too organized for you. And I was like, yeah, it is actually. I should go fuck myself. And I stopped watching it. <laughs> and, so, this is how negative I am towards myself. This is probably why I need yoga. Oh, for the yeah. first half of this yeah. documentary and Ashtanga uh, Vinyasa Yoga was like, yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of vibing with all of this. I kind of like <laughs> the idea of all of this. And then sort of, because I, I clutch onto my ideas very fleetingly a week later, I was kind of like, I'd have to buy shorts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, you know, he's coming you can again. do it in sweatpants. I mean, I wouldn't suggest hot yoga in sweatpants. That would be uncomfortable, but like <laughs> in a regular heated room. <laughs> see, see, I like, yeah, I was the cliche. I got really into yoga during the pandemic because mm-hmm. at the start, well, yeah, we're, we're, we're all share, we're all sharing like big moments in our lives. The start yeah. of the pandemic, I lost my job, and then I like uh, I threw my back out on my birth. Yes, I lost my job on my birthday, threw my back out, and then we oh went into God. lockdown. So it was like, mm-hmm. all, or like a an intense thing. And I was like, oh fuck, I think I've got like, and I found that. Then I found out like I have sciatica, so like every oh, now and oh. then it flares up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I went to the one woman who I knew could heal me. Yoga with Adrienne, baby. Oh yeah, I love yoga with Adrienne. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm convinced. I will say this: I, like, mm-hmm. there's sometimes she does not wear a bra, and she knows what she's doing. She's going, you know what? If I'm getting clicks, I'm getting clicks. And I, I know there's guys out there who are not watching this yoga; they're just looking at my little nip nips. <laughs> she's an actress too, isn't she? I think she was in a Nicolas Cage movie. I want. Googler. She's an actual actress. Um, God, we should know this. We should should know this. Yeah. No, I don't know why I'm asking because I know she is. I'm telling you guys. I I, I, I didn't recognize her without seeing her nipples. (laughs) God, we need yoga and Zen in our lives immediately. I know, we're men of sin. Daryl, what you were saying though is so interesting about like, like, you know, needing more yoga because you're so negative on yourself and I'm all about self-deprecating humor, so I'm not judging at all there, but (laughs) one of the great things things um about yoga like as you're doing it is I remember when I first started when I was you know 22 and I was always like well I can't do this and my arms aren't strong I can't do arm balances and like when will I be able to do that and the the more Mm -hmm. you do it like the the beauty comes in like 
not caring what other people can do and what you can do. It, it is such a liberating experience. Like, um, and it took me a few years to get there. Um, and I always tell like when I'm leading a class, like that's the challenge. You you can notice like, oh, I can't do this and other people can. It's fine to know that, but the challenge comes in not judging it, not placing any judgment on it. Mm-hmm. And once you get to that point, I'm like, you're you're an ace. You're a yoga ace. <laughs> you know, like when you can just do yoga, do as much as you can do and mm-hmm. be fine with it. Sorry, I'm one of these people who loves like, I love the idea of yoga. I love the idea of like meditation and mm-hmm. I'll have like spells where I'm like, that's it. I'm getting like, you know what I mean, I'm ro- I've, I've got, I've got a mat on the back of my bedroom door. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like mm-hmm. looking at me every time I go to bed being like, tomorrow's the day baby and like Mm -hmm. i remember like i work at a school so i started a new school year and i was like i'm gonna start the day with like a a a, a gratitude meditation do you know what i mean like let's smile more do you know what i mean doing doing like a kind of meditation practice where it's like now just think of smiling like stresses come and stresses go and like i was like for the first week i was like that's it man i'm like mm-hmm. i'm saying I'm, I'm with it like things are stressed like would that would normally stress me out i'm like just mm-hmm. let them pass man let them pass <laughs> and then like before i know it do you know what i mean i i don't know i'm eating a I'm eating a burger and I'm just like <laughs> drinking beers and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do that tomorrow morning. Like, like I, I sleep through my alarm. Like, and then it's like, we're back, we're back to square one again. That's funny. No, I mean, I'm certainly not someone who like connects doing yoga with like not eating yummy things. <laughs> um, <laughs> so for me, like those two that have nothing to do with each other, but <laughs> that's what I need to do. I need to separate them. Yeah, you really do. Um, yeah. Cause there's, so many benefits to to yoga like regardless of <laughs> what you're eating but no that's something that makes me sad is when i when I, I because because i get like um kind of what you were saying like daryl when you said like oh they said have you tried yoga it's kind of like a joke now like no matter what is wrong with you people say yoga is the answer you know no one takes it seriously anymore but i have told people like you really should people with you know like chronic like like back pain or whatever like like you really should try a yoga class and they say I'm not good at yoga and I'm like (laughs) which breaks my heart but also there's no way to not be good at it it's not competitive it's not a sport like you Mm -hmm. just do what you can do and you're doing yoga (laughs) like you're doing fine there's no there's no way to like measure success and I try and explain this to people and they're like you have to say that because you're a yoga teacher. And I'm like, I wouldn't lie to you about this. I think it's the fear of farting in front of other people because it gets yeah, very, you get very loose. I think that's, like, I think that's that the key. Happen? I'm like, I don't know. Like, maybe. <laughs> kind of like every once in a while. But but again, that's why like, that's something that is, it's so like you were saying yoga with Adrian, right? Like you can do, if you're really like that nervous about like what you're going to look like or you're self-conscious or whatever, like just start, start doing it in your own home. Like, you know, Mm. I think, I think I will say for, you know, I I, I have self doubts and they sort of come and they go. And I think with the way my head works, sometimes I get these like hyper fixations on stuff and then they go away. So the way I judge if there's something I actually want to do is like, if I've thought about something, then I still have that thought a month late. I was like, oh yeah, maybe I do want to do this thing because I'm like, oh, I really want to read this book. Literally pan right on the camera I was recording now. A shelf of books I have not finished because I am a monster. <laughs> but, 
I think like like we sort of say, like yoga is something. I like the idea of it. I like the idea of having this sort of inner peace and this, um, I, I think as a term they use in the documentary, like a oneness. I think that's a really nice idea. Mm-hmm. I don't have a fear of farting in front of people. That's something <laughs> I'm actually very good at. <laughs> and I know it's a very January New Year's resolution kind of thing to say, but I think like a lot of us, I'm like, I could be a bit healthier this year. Mm-hmm. I got myself a water bottle this year, one of those big two-liter water bottles. Um, and I filled it up the other day and I was like, I'm going to drink two liters of water today. And then I was like chugging away and I was like, I've drank so much water. And I looked down, it was like, I'd only drank 250 mil. And I was like, this is impossible. How do you drink two <laughs> liters of water? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. not possible. You're just and peeing the, constantly. Yeah, just, <laughs> that's how it's possible. <laughs> just peeing all mm-hmm. the time. Um, it's like, oh, no no wonder water is great for your skin because there's no time for toxins because you're not off the toilet. <laughs> um, so, you know, my 2024 battle with inner peace is drinking water and hopefully something <laughs> something will sort of come of that as well. <laughs> there, you know what? There is something to be said about all that sweating because I have been like sweating for 15 years, you know, in yoga studios and I'm 37 years old and people always think I'm like 27. They're like, you don't have any wrinkles. And I'm like, yeah, it's because I like, like, hang out in a sauna all day you know what i mean like <laughs> there is something to be said <laughs> that's the secret the secret of sweat right there that's uh-huh. a book title the secret you just have of to sweat. make sure you shower after otherwise you're gonna like break out but yeah <laughs> what is sweat the yoga that you teach cassie what is the like so, what is the yeah practice? so the traditional like ashtanga is what it's rooted in um but then it's more of a vinyasa flow which is kind of the the most popular kind that you'll see out there when you're looking for for classes um so it's rooted in traditional yoga but then it's kind of like a traditional yoga with a little little twist of lemon you can add your own like flavor to it and play like whatever kind of music you want and change it up a little bit every class so like students are always getting something a little different yeah so that's my favorite it's the only kind i've ever taught personally but i've taken like so many different kinds and it's my favorite to take too it feels the most like exercise to me mm-hmm. yeah mm. so yeah it's a nice balance of you get that that mindfulness and challenging yourself to not let your mind wander which is also a very big part of yoga um is the present being present but then you also feel like wow i just like worked out really hard so yeah yeah i, I think that's i think that's something that defoe sort of says in the um documentary as well that he started looking at yoga as almost like a superficial way to keep his body fit and for that physical kind of discipline and he says you know it was a very narcissistic reason i got into yoga but then he said he noticed the patterns of his body and his mind and it led him to look mm-hmm. inward uh know himself better and i think something that comes up a lot is uh, this sort of inner search of like divinity and then having that divinity within yourself and then people around you who sort of remind you of this divineness as well mm-hmm. and I, I sort of like listen to him sort of talking because I suppose in in many ways so from my perspective maybe for Petros's as well I guess Defoe sort of are in on this documentary otherwise I don't think we ever would have discovered it it was one of the things <laughs> It was just like the thumbnail of like Willem Dafoe doing this like backwards arching bridge. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, daddy. Yeah, well, <laughs> I like the only reason we're covering this now is I think like, I don't know, six months ago, like my algorithm has been like warped by all of the Dafoe we've been ingesting. 
on YouTube and stuff like that, that it Guilty. was like in the sidebar of like what to watch next. Like, cause I don't even, I think on his IMDb page, it's listed as self. So I don't even think mm-hmm. that's really something we've delved into too much from looking at it. We've been mm-hmm. too busy looking at the film stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Daryl sent over the link. I was like, have you, have you fucking seen this? Like <laughs> we have to talk about this. <laughs> like we had like grand plans. Like, I was like, I did think all the way through season two, I, like, I, I, I'll say this now, guys, I'll hold myself accountable. I was like, maybe like every week, like up until we talk about it, I'll try and do yoga. That didn't come to pass, guys. Okay. Like, <laughs> we had the best intentions, I swear. Yeah, intentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had good when intentions. We're, we're, when we're hit, we're, yeah, if we, if we, um, I don't know, if this podcast goes gangbusters and people want additional content, we'll, you'll have uh, Defoe Yoga with me and Daryl. We'll be, uh, we'll be doing live streams of us trying <laughs> oh, to do yoga. I would totally take that. Yeah. <laughs> if we win an independent podcasting award. Uh, that definitely isn't won by people who have things in many pies. Uh, then we will do. We will live stream us doing yoga. That's that is our guarantee. Yeah, that's our. That, to our that's friends. Our, that's our twenty-four hour live stream. <laughs> From zeros to heroes, baby. God, me, me trying to do like one of those backwards sort of lifting up arch bridges things yeah, which a wheel yeah I, sw- I swear to god i could do it when i was when i was a child right we all did it god. when we were kids and now it's like if you don't warm up properly you're gonna be paralyzed for the rest of your life yeah <laughs> i mean as we'll get on to because it's uh, on one of the slides that i picked out mm-hmm. i last week nearly paralyzed myself because i thought i could still do it um <laughs> turns out <laughs> Bodies change, <laughs> <laughs> and you could still do it. To be fair, you just need the uh, you know, you just need to start working your way up towards it again. You can't just go from like zero to sixty after not arching <laughs> your back for thirty years or whatever. <laughs> I know this is this is sort of the way that my brain works, though. So I was like very much like a kid trying to impress their parent. I said right. to my girlfriend, I was like. I'm pretty sure I can do that. And she went, you know, you can't. I was like, well, fuck you. I'm going to do it. Um, yeah. And then like, I said, help, please, please help me. I'm scared. I'm scared. My neck hurts. Which was kind of how that conversation went. And she was right. She always is. She always is. So the dream, the dream carries on. But this documentary again, it's called What is Yoga featuring William Defoe? It's a documentary starring David Life, Sharon Gannon. They are the founding directors of a Jiva Mukti Yoga Center in New York City, which I'm reliably informed online is one of the leading yoga centers in the world. One famous practitioner, Willem Dafoe, stars in the documentary. There's also sort of a talking heads portions with author and devotional performer Bhagavan Das as well, which hopefully I'm pronouncing it correctly so as you said uh you are sort of aware of ashtanga vinyasa yoga um so is that i think just to get back onto that like one of the more popular well-known versions uh, or it's styles that you the can most um the most popular i mean especially like it's become very uh you know i guess westernized is the <laughs> the way to put it um mm-hmm. yeah i mean when when people think of yoga they think of ashtanga because that's the one that uh begins with the sun salutations um consists of the sun sun a and sun b i mean pretty much any any yoga class that isn't labeled as anything else will be like you can just pretty much assume it's going to be a class that's rooted in ashtanga yeah yeah so 
I think a lot of the poses in there, you know, when they sort of show these shots, and it's it's fairly informative as well because they they tell you like all these things that help towards a, like the state of yoga, not just like the practice of yoga. The mm-hmm. foe says it can create an ease and a centeredness that allows you to relate to things. I suppose it's like watching this, I was kind of like, oh, you know, could I relate to things? Is this kind of um, this sort of practice of relating to things? Is it? Um, I guess not to be too literal about it, but is it like, oh, like I see uh, like a tree and I can sort of understand the the sort of place of myself and the tree in the world kind of thing? Am I looking to, into that too much? It might be. If it is, I haven't quite gotten there yet. But, you know, <laughs> that's why we're always, you know, it's yoga practice. We're always practitioners. None of us are ever going to be, um, none of us will ever be yoga experts. I think that, I mean, the the beauty in it is like you everyone gets something different from it. Like that mm-hmm. may very well be what he gets from it. For me, it's, I learned that um, more self-acceptance, accepting my physical limitations and not judging them. Like I was saying, um, there's also Ashtanga, just it's all about mindfulness is really is yeah. the buzzword for Ashtanga. So the idea is, you know, when you are, kind of pushing yourself a little bit past your comfort zone and being able to just feel what you're feeling and be okay with it and saying, you know, breathing through it, that the connecting the the breath to your movement. The idea is when you take that off your mat and then you go to work and something really stressful is happening, you're able to cope with that more because you can tap in with that that mindfulness that just you know being okay with the discomfort that you're feeling mm-hmm. and and well, knowing that it will pass and it's so it's that whole like like life yoga connection and you really do it does become like muscle memory after a while like if i'm really like going through something or like stressed or you know pissed off or whatever i'll find myself doing that deep breathing without even having to tell myself to like i just start doing it that's a really interesting point because i used to i used to i used to smoke cigarettes and like i remember hearing like because all all the times i was giving up it's like people go out for cigarette breaks because it's like if you are a smoker it's the only time of the day like you will like for most people (laughs) you will you will breathe down to your lungs and it's like that is the type that is why it's a stress reliever Mm -hmm. is it's nothing to do with like what is in the cigarettes is actually like you are taking five ten minutes out of your day to go outside and go just breathe yep it's so true so it's like if you would take the cigarette away and went like it's just not socially acceptable in jobs to be like can i have five minutes to go outside and breathe yeah i know it should be yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you would you would be just as kind of like the stress would kind of dissipate just as much as having like having a cigarette because you're Mm -hmm. because you're going there and it's something where you're think because obviously we we breathe on kind of instinct right most Mm -hmm. of the time and then and we uh, do it very shallow like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so when you when you take that time to be like all the way down to the lungs and back up again like you find exactly. yeah anytime i can't get to sleep it's like right concentrated breathing's coming out and like before yeah. i know it it's like i'm it's gone like very calming for the nervous system yeah exactly exactly yeah so what i'm hearing is i should take up smoking yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, if you don't want to do yoga just start smoking <laughs> you'll be less stressed you're 
You're either a smoker or a practitioner is what I'm, <laughs> is what I'm hearing here. So, yeah, I'm going to start doing those, like, little backwards arches smoking. It's going to look yeah. hard as fuck, um, which is what... Which is really the energy that, I, that I'm trying well, to take. Well, I think Willem Dafoe is both. He's a, he's a yoga practitioner and a smoker. So he's probably, he's basically vertical. He's so it's, fucking relaxed. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> none of us, it's yoga practice, not yoga perfect. That's that's what we say. Like, <laughs> none of us are getting off the mat and going and being perfect angels. Like, it's just not possible, right? But it, yeah. <laughs> it's a humble art form, if nothing else. <laughs> Well, well, should we talk about this documentary as a, a film? So, Cassandra, <laughs> what were your initial thoughts of 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 this documentary? As, um, as a piece of I was like, wow, this is nineties given... as hell. Really, it was what I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, he looks so young. Look at him with his little ponytail. Looks so cute. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> it was you know. <laughs> It was very like it felt very stereotypical with the yoga with the yoga like the music and the background of stuff. I was like, this is a kind of, this is the reason that like people don't want to do yoga. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the woman with her bangs, like <laughs> like it's all about the life force and the pranayama. <laughs> it's like I would be intimidated by that, honestly. So I think getting someone like you know a Willem Dafoe in there to to sort of create that equilibrium like okay no like normal people do this too not just people who talk to trees um but <laughs> <laughs> it was you know it felt it felt like a 90s yoga documentary through and through yeah it well yeah it's uh, I, like one of my points in my notes is like is this just essentially an ad for their for their studio like do you know what I mean like yeah because all the time I found Willem Dafoe was speaking, I was like leaning in and being like, oh, this is quite interesting. Yeah. And like he would kind of be talking almost in like layman's terms. Uh-huh. And then yeah. I think it's uh, Sharon Gannon would all of a sudden like go like, yeah, but we are, we're, we're, right. we're more than that. We are one. <laughs> it would kind of be like, that's when that, yeah, that is the thing that kind of turns me off. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, Definitely. oh, I've got to wear hemp and like, I've got to get those like kind of, uh -huh. I've gone traveling for a year yoga pants and live in those exclusively. Right. Do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, the, like, like, the point Defoe's like, yeah, Defoe's like, he, I don't know, apart from the fact like you see him and he's like really flexible and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You wouldn't really know. You wouldn't, you'd just think, oh, he's a, he's a fit older guy. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not kind of like, he's not going in interviews being like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, he doesn't talk yeah. in that breathy manner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah. yeah no he's just it makes it more like approachable like yeah like he's just like a normal dude who got into yoga so maybe i can too yeah yeah i think that's the kind of the impression i got like obviously the it's it's such a 90s documentary with it's a classic like handheld mm -hmm. and there's that shot that doesn't really exist anymore especially with documentaries when it's just like someone's got a handheld camera and they've stood still but it's just people moving quickly and cars going on a slightly elevated speed <laughs> because trying to capture like the speed of the city baby um, which i'm like oh this is so of its time mm -hmm. and i think what what you were saying petros as well with um uh, sharon sharon gannon i think the name and that like or shannon gannon which uh sharon gannon which it sounds so close to a villain's name um which is like it's quite a sweet name but then she had this david life that's not his real name 
Come on. That's, <laughs> is, I mean, Cassie, you might be the best person to ask. Uh, I'm not familiar you, with these people, so I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not to assume this this stereotype of all the yoga practitioners know each other. Uh, <laughs> right. Are they big in the scene? Yeah, are they, are are they, they big like in the scene? Celebrities? <laughs> yeah, what's, what's the yoga goss of the day? Like, what, what are we saying about David and Sharon? What's going on there? What's the hot, what's the hot yoga goss? Yeah, I know. That, yeah, well, yeah, that's... We're... Um, you know, sort of encouraged to not engage in that kind of thing, which I already, you can tell I'm really bad at. (laughs) I was like making fun of her bangs. Um, (laughs) No, I'm not super familiar with them, honestly, but like, no, the the teachers that I had, um, instructors that made me want to get um, more into yoga and become one myself were always just very like normal, down to earth, like cool people and those are the majority of the the yoga instructors and the people who take the classes that you'll find they're really not very stereotypical i think like the kind of superstar yogis like like obviously there's many that are very problematic right we've had like documentaries in the past of like that bikram documentary yeah yeah yeah, and then uh, like looking looking on the jiv mukti yoga like wikipedia page scroll down to the bottom of course you've got the controversies section they have had like um accusations at their at their school of one of their senior teachers uh sexual harassment in 2016 and then some yeah somebody uh there was a report about their non-disclosure agreement to smooth over student grievances against teachers or teachers grievances against management which like is very icky kind of stuff that they're dealing in. Yeah. Well, so where I um, teach, you have to be a member of something called the yoga Alliance. Um, It's just like a, like a yearly membership that you renew, but part of it is, you know, there's a whole like terms and conditions. And I know one of the things in there is like staying appropriate, like, like having appropriate teacher Mm -hmm. student, relationships which is I mean you know I think when I'm teaching and we're like none of us like none of our minds even go there so I'm like yeah sure that's fine like we're just in there doing yoga I guess it it is a very like yoga is a very vulnerable thing and you see it in this documentary as well like Mm -hmm. if somebody needs help like in or out of a position especially when it's like like Willem Dafoe is doing some real advanced stuff it's like kind of the holding of the hips and stuff like that it is kind of intimate and vulnerable right you bringing that up is it's interesting because there have been um like i've only had a couple guy yoga instructors but i do like the ones that i have had like i definitely had crushes on i think because i loved yoga and they were so good at it and because they were like in a position of power and because yeah they do um tend to do those physical adjustments however those physical adjustments really kind of went away. A lot of it had to do with like COVID and just like not touching each other. But a lot of it too has to do with just how the like times have changed and how boundaries have changed over the years, because you don't know like what someone has been through, like that you don't want to just go up to them and and touch them in any way. So I was not taught like how to do adjustments. I don't do adjustments and I have not been to a class in a long time that even offers them. So you'll find that those are really going away. And um, if if you do take a class that does them, they'll do something like 
you know, if you are someone who welcomes adjustments, they'll like give you a little stone to like put by your mat or something like that, because they want to make totally sure that you are comfortable with it. Because I mean, it's, you're right. It is vulnerable. You're like moving your body and you're, I mean, you're listening to this person talking to you who's telling you how to move your body. I mean, there is something sort of inherently like intimate about it. I'm Um, just thinking in some of those, like I would be kind of begging for someone to like, I've got myself in this position. Can you fucking get me out of it? Yeah. So I remember when I, when I, there was a, a teacher, I mean, not to make this like yoga after dark or anything like that, but um, he was a. Uh, oh, that's for the Patreon, baby. I know. <laughs> this is the gospel. Um, and the he gosh. gave adjustments and he gave really good, you know, very good, respectful adjustments. It was like truly to like help you in your practice. But like when you were in a down dog, he would like press down on your lower back to like help your like hips sink. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the stuff. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think there's a reason those are going away. <laughs> like, I maybe went to his class more often than I needed to. Search <laughs> <laughs> for one that goes through ups and downs. I'm sure. <laughs> what What else? Are, here's something. Having my notes is uh, Bhagavan Das. Anyone want to guess what his real first name is? It's got to be George. Bob. His name is Kermit Michael Riggs. Wait, Kermit? Is that what you just said? Kermit. Kermit like the frog. I changed my name to Bhagavan Das as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. Another Bhagavan Das fact. In 2002, he released an album called Now, which was produced by Mike D of the Beastie Boys. Jeez, early 2000s, anything went. Yeah, what was happening? Yeah, it was a lawless <laughs> time in like fashion, in life, in music. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, I must ask you something that is brought up in this documentary as well, uh, Cassandra, is mm-hmm. the fact that vegetarianism is a big part of yoga. Is that something that like you subscribe to and you, you preach, or is, is that kind of hardcore? I- I admire um, vegetarianism. I love animals. I should be a vegetarian. I'm not. I think it all goes into, you know, I've heard it's kind of like this, the smoking thing. When you become more in tune with your body, um, a lot of people find that they're more careful with what they want to like put into their bodies, essentially. So it's kind of like a, a holistic thing. Like it's, I, like I said, like I never, yoga has nothing to do with food for me. I was taught mm-hmm. to never make any comments, not even jokingly, like, like, you know, sometimes there'll be like really packed classes on like the day after Thanksgiving and, you know, you'll have a teacher be like, let's work off those mashed potatoes. And like, we don't, we don't do that because you don't know what yes. you're triggering in someone. Right. Um. So to me, I, I, yeah, like food and yoga have nothing to do with each other. If I love, if I'm very much admire vegetarians i definitely agree with their mindset but i don't connect food and yoga no, no, no. at all just trying to figure out if, if it is like like this documentary poses it poses almost like being like one of the pillars of yoga right no like, i mean the, I, not as far as i know i certainly wasn't <laughs> taught that <laughs> yeah well, i mean there's, there's a few things in the documentary that it brings up, processes that can lead to yoga. Being a vegetarian was one of them. 
Um, halfway there, were, baby. <laughs> halfway there, baby. <laughs> Another one was like meditation, chanting Aum, oh, Aum, yeah. A-U-M as it's spelled there. Yeah. Uh, satsang, which is kind of, as I understand it, having an absolute divine hype group and saying like, no, you're God. And, um, <laughs> God, that sounds, yeah, that, I should do that. That sounds nice. And, uh, <laughs> it sounds lovely, doesn't it? And then one's like <laughs> facing the fear of death as well. Yeah, um, I thought that was interesting. So, so, I mean, not to get too like morbid at the uh, at the fifty minute mark, but is that <laughs> is that something that yoga has sort of helped you with, or is that something completely separate to your um, your own process with yeah. yoga? Yeah. So the meditation part is is um, interesting um, because yoga is it's sort of known as a moving meditation. So there's you know there's the meditating that we kind of think of when we're like sitting there with our eyes closed and like you know. Right. That's so yoga is if if you don't really subscribe to that, which I never really have. I know a lot of people really um, love it, but yoga in itself is called moving meditation because it's the one breath per movement can really put you in sort of like a meditative state. So that's another thing we say about like so long as you're breathing one breath per movement, like you're doing yoga. Um, It doesn't really matter what you're doing or how you're doing it or what it looks like. Right. It's you're linking the the breath with the movement, and that's what doing yoga is. Uh, as far as the, because yeah, the the death thing really caught my ear too. I've always had um, a really weird thing with with death. I don't know. Yoga hasn't helped. I don't know. Alcohol helps sometimes. <laughs> like <that's> a, <laughs> a great equalizer. I but but again, I think it's it just all goes back to like everyone gets out of yoga like what they need from it. I think it really is different for everyone yeah so like Mm. me personally i unfortunately um that hasn't happened for me but if someone can get that that existential dread eliminated through a yoga practice then then good good on them i'm happy for them i love the the moment in this documentary where they're talking about like how yoga first started Mm -hmm. and it was just like people on their own trying to figure out like things they could do by themselves that would make them happy and it's like we all had the same thought yeah <laughs> we all had the same thought like, we just want to not be miserable <laughs> yeah what can we do right. yeah. i've been practicing yoga since i was 13 years old baby Little little things things on your own that make you feel good things on your own that make you feel bad <laughs> yeah, like, finger up the bum Pros column. <laughs> Stretching out a bit. Pros column. <laughs> Smacking your head against the wall. Cons column. Yeah. And I'm sinning in the eyes of the Lord on a regular basis in my teens. Pros or cons, depending on your outlook. Yeah, a little bit of both. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Straddling the line. There was something in relation to like the start of yoga. There was like a separate video I found on YouTube, which was uh, Defoe talking about Ashtanga for about, it's like a minute, like a 90 second video. And just because I found this quite funny, he said, he said like, oh, I think if you live in New York, you do need some kind of practice to live in a place like this. But it was like, um, I find it funny that Vinyasa is practiced in Mysore in India because after yoga, boy, am I sore. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I saw that same clip and I love, I love how proud he is himself for saying it. <laughs> so funny. He we loves need it. To just need a nice dad joke to like round it out. Yeah, that's great. 
<laughs> he loved it. But he sort of added, like, he, the practice has calmed him down, called him out, informs his performances now, helps him concentrate, help him direct his mind. I think it's it's quite fascinating just to see how he speaks about yoga, just how sort of comfortable and sort of um, in sync with the process that he is as well and how open that he is about that he, he, he does this. And I think as me and Petros have discussed quite a lot on the podcast, like he just seems like just, just a, a normal, a bit weird guy. He's just oh. having a great time. He's got yoga. Guy. He's one of the top 10 weird little guys out there. He's <laughs> a top 10 freak. He's a top 10 freak. Yeah, I think I think I think after the boy and the heron, I think like Robert Pattinson's trying to go for his like he's too handsome to be a real freak, but like yeah, he's right. going for his mantle. You know I mean, he's, he's trying to be the heir apparent, isn't he? He's like, I'm gonna do this weird heron voice. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like maybe Daniel Radcliffe, I could see taking that, yes. like, <laughs> taking I mean, on that role. But you're right, it does seem like as well. What's his face? Pattinson Barry? is just like, yeah, he's a he's a hot guy who's trying really really hard to be not hot and. It's just like not working <laughs> i think i think this is the generation of hot weirdos to yeah, be honest yeah, yeah. jake gyllenhaal gonna... jake gyllenhaal's re- like he's totally. like you pulled out he's a he's a weirdo like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah but but Elijah Ward, so freak. Guy, i don't know how to pronounce his last name i can Barry. never pronounce his last name yeah harry right. keoghan yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Keoghan. He, right just yeah. hot weirdo everyone yeah everyone just loves spinning him. around spinning around flopping his hog out <laughs> <laughs> I said like my mum said like why is this song playing on the radio so much like earlier and I said to like let me because- show you why <laughs> 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 watch this clip because <laughs> this band's absolute hog and that what is great this brings us perfectly have, have either of you seen there is a photo of Barry Keoghan like He's gone up behind Willem Dafoe at a function and taken a selfie. And it's like, it's like they, he knows, he knows that they're big hog daddies. Like he's like, this is, this is, this is the big committee hanging out together, baby. I mean, we, we wrap up a lot of our episodes by discussing if Willem Dafoe's character has big Dafoe energy. Or big dick energy. We're talking about big energy, like really. We have, we have a PC name for it and what we're actually talking about. Sure. Yeah, I can read between the lines. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, would the character here just be himself? <laughs> I guess, well, I suppose technically it's William Defoe. we'll be asking later. Does William <laughs> Defoe have big dick energy in what is yoga? The 1990s documentary that just resurfaced randomly five years ago on YouTube. I suppose, you know, obviously speaking of photos, it does bring us to um, the Defoe poses portion we put together a little slideshow got some questions in there some of them may have been covered a little bit in the conversation already with some screen grabs from the documentary and some bendy defoe poses mm-hmm. so if you're listening along at home again you can go down into the show notes open up the little slideshow and have a little peek for yourself as well so starting at number one you know we've got defoe doing the splits really like uh, he's got a a leg at 90 degrees one way he's got a leg at 90 degrees the other way he's got his fingers together in a very businessman-like pose and he as looks I've like got... mr smithers like <laughs> <laughs> mr burns yes like, yoga mr burns <laughs> it's an incredible photo <laughs> it's it's a fantastic photo and i think there are not many other actors out there that go as hard in a photo shoot as Willem Dafoe does. And I get the feeling that 
he's never outright asked to do this. He just knows what the camera wants. Totally. Suppose I've sort of got in the notes here that me as a very unlimber man, I see this pose in picture number one and think, hell yes. Obviously, not everyone can do the splits. So to do something like this, like how much stretching, how much prep work is needed to comfortably achieve this limberness? Yeah. And what kind of clothing material do you need so you're just not ripping crotch? <laughs> Not what he's wearing. I don't know if there's already like a hole that they cut in there to like make this possible or what. Um, but they're just—they're they're not full trousers. They're just the legs of trousers. Right. No, no under bit. Yeah, there's some something mysterious happening here. Um, so yeah, a lot of doing the splits. I can't do the full man and I'm someone with like really limber hips a lot of it has to do with just sort of the way you're built but most men or you know assigned male at birth or however you want to put it are just not they're not able to do this which is why when you look at this it's so kind of off-putting but in a good way (laughs) because most men just aren't able to do this with their with their bodies right um yeah so the thing with doing something like the splits is to be able to do the splits, you have to do the splits. It's one of those things where you just, because I'm a lot better at, at it than I used to be, but it's one of those things where you just have to keep practicing and just sort of like pushing yourself as far as you can and then just sort of holding it. Um, so sort of, I mean, you know, such as yoga, right? You you sit with where you where you get with a, a to a point of discomfort, but stopping before pain, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's um just so that sort of discipline of being able to like push yourself a little bit further and then yeah, a little bit further. The phone mentions further. about leaning into that pain. Very he says much, like yeah. that's when he finds like yeah. it beneficial, right? And I guess that like that is something like weirdly him talking about yoga is like almost him talking about his acting career and obviously like taking these offbeat like choices in film and, and stuff like that and is life going itself. And, there, the- and there it loops back into like how you can connect like like yoga with just like living your everyday life it's um sort of being comfortable in during uncomfortable situations right but mm-hmm. then knowing when you need to, to back off like because you're gonna hurt yourself like if you're you know daryl like oh, i'm gonna do a wheel like <laughs> knowing not will. to do stuff I like will that do that wheel i yes. will do it <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you know, positive mental attitude. That's what I'm trying and to do. And as in. far as what you need to wear, yeah, not those. They make <laughs> yoga pants for men <laughs> that are very stretchy and comfortable, and I would recommend wearing those. <laughs> so in, I do trust that he is just making that potion. He's not just like half in a hole and it's someone else's leg. I know. There. No, I'm sure he's really doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, another very, very hard pose, which he does the rounds on the internet all the time. Mm-hmm. Picture number two is Willem Dafoe with his, what we've, you know, dubbed his world-renowned ski-jumping pose. Mm-hmm. So obviously, he's got legs far split out there. He's bent forwards, arms presumably behind his back. I suppose, what would you estimate based on this picture, you know, the core strength and balance of Dafoe? Is this something that you know, yoga can sort of help you push for as well. Like oh, a, totally. A so we have a, there's a name for this pose. Um, the Sanskrit Ooh. name is Prasarita. I do it in my classes. It's um, a wide-legged forward fold, essentially. We tend to not like, because his legs are spread really far apart. <laughs> I mean, he also just looks like he has really long legs. But yeah, this is an actual yoga pose. And there's definitely 
um, a lot of core strength involved, especially if you're you're keeping your your hands uh, back like he is, because he is just yeah. using his abs to completely hold himself up here. And the the further apart your legs are, the more core strength is required too. So like he's really mm-hmm. doing some heavy lifting here. Like usually we go all the way down, like do a complete fold forward in a proserita um so it's more like relaxing and restorative and just a really nice stretch for the legs but yeah what he's doing here is requires a lot of core strength for sure so i have i I have a follow-up question to that is Mm -hmm. people who follow this podcast on social media may know semi-frequently i attempt this pose so i I try and see how (laughs) deep i can go each time and uh so in your professional opinion, how 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 much yoga would I have to do to to achieve this pose, Cassie? Well, I like I don't know the, the specifics of your body. <laughs> so can... yeah, no, we'll, we'll send it, you some photos. You can, yeah. you can <laughs> it definitely looks like one that if you try and get into it like unprepared, you could like hurt your lower back, <laughs> which is um uh you know a risk in a lot of yoga poses. So I would definitely if you're hoping to achieve that same pose that he's doing um have realistic expectations because we're not going to bow right but i would start out with like um not having your legs as wide apart your feet as wide apart as his are because he's like really taking it to an extreme level and then you know just um you know gently resting your fingers on the floor too to like have a little bit of stability there while you you know sort of tighten your abdominals and just kind of like hold it there for a while yeah i know i sound like a personal trainer but i know this is what we want this is what we want this is an iconic it is such an yeah. iconic look isn't it yeah like, very much yeah so i mean yeah. just just um ease into it yeah so i would say feet closer together and then um don't start with your with your arms like back behind your back right away definitely that's where i've been going wrong daryl yeah no don't go straight into it um yeah if you're trying to work your way into it i would definitely have your 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 hands down gently on the ground just for safety (laughs) yeah I think definitely be that pose. That's the kind of pose and energy that I want when I find something really interesting. I'm just going to like full fold myself like, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, you need to be squinting like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be like my, I'm going to dub it like my museum pose from going forward. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to be. Like you're contemplating something. Yeah. Just something like you're having a conversation with someone, they turn around, then you're like, this is my thinking pose. Well, you also want to be careful too, because he is really looking like straight out, which, so he's really straining his neck here. So also when you're practicing, I would definitely keep your gaze down at the floor and try and keep your spine long just to protect the neck area. Amazing. So that's my final tip there. No worries. Well, we, yeah. it's, it's great that we've got a name to this pose as yeah, well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's just a like forward fold, a proserita. There you go. <laughs> we've got the Willem de Fold. Uh, <laughs> is what we finally have a name for. <laughs> so moving on to image three. Uh, here we've got Willem Dafoe giving his best Batman, really. He's balancing on a stool. I suppose metaphorically and physically, you know, what kind of... I guess like balance, you know, sort of reword the question. Would it, would sort of yoga be able to give you what kind of 
practice is there a specific practice you need for different kinds of balance or can any yoga give you um i guess like an internal and external sort of balance there as well mm-hmm. yeah so well first of all there's there is a pose really similar um to what he's doing called a yogi squat i'm not sure what the sanskrit name is but we call it a yogi squat i love a good mm-hmm. yogi squat it's a very comfortable position for me um because it is a, a hip opener and i have very open hips again which tends to be something that's easier for women so the fact that he is doing that like when i instruct people to get into this a lot of the guys have a really hard time they're like oh my god because it's just not it doesn't come as naturally for men as it does for women so again yeah just any hip opening pose really would help if you're looking to to get deeper into something like a yogi squat and as far as balance goes um, it really depends on the person and it depends on the day. Like there are days when I don't, I don't know what it has to do with. It's just like your personal like equilibrium or like, I don't know, like the planet spinning differently. <laughs> I have no idea. Cause some days I'll, you're balanced. I'll, I'll, I'll the night before Darryl, and, uh, yeah. That has something to do with you, probably. <laughs> um, and then there are other days when um, I mean, you know, you just like lift one foot up and you're already falling over. Like, it's just very, you know, and that all comes back to the like non-judgment because it's like, well, I did this great last week and now I can't do it. And it's, you know, just accepting that like your body is going to do what it what it's going to do. But yeah, this is a big hip opening pose. So practicing any sort of hip opener um, would help get into like a yogi squat. Open your hips, open your heart and mind. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh... well, hip openers too are... Uh, be warned because you hold a lot of emotion in your hips. So, and I didn't believe this when I, when I, someone first told me this, they're like, someone in your class might start crying during a hip opener. Like sometimes like there's a pose called pigeon pose. And they're like, a lot of times women, like women especially will just start crying in their pigeon pose. And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. And it happens. Like it, it really happened. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. The connection between mind and body is like insane. It's hard to believe until you actually see it. Like, yeah. See, who, who knew? I, like, I normally have to put on a John Lewis advert to have a little cry now. I thought two hours of come on, come on to have a tear, tear up. Now I just got a little hip opener. That's, uh, and so, no, in. like it makes you think like, so, you know, someone, his hips are, so open because he probably like like practices these hip openers a lot and maybe that's why he is able to tap into like more emotions and be such a good actor you know because you know it it really is all connected it's pretty incredible yeah no other actor's hips are as open as this man's (laughs) is what i'm hearing here (laughs) the most open hips in the game Uh, yeah, his agent's like, are you looking for an open hip actor? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll go for you. <laughs> yeah, oh, if he needs to cry in a scene, he's like, yeah, let me just do a hip opener real quick. And I'll, yeah. Just give, me, just give me a stool real quick so I can get into it. It's got to do a pigeon pose. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bringing an open hip vibe to a closed hip kind of set is what <laughs> Willem Dafoe is all about there. Um. <laughs> so just moving on to a quite a recent photo shoot at the time of recording um we'll put some you know some like all sort of matching color suits on with the observer and as we said at the start at the time of recording he's 68 years old and judging from the way he's sort of contorting and bending and kicking in the recent photo shoot our dexterous daddy is still very lithe 
very limber. Um, so does the the style of yoga or the way yoga is practiced, does that sort of change for a person over the years? Do you have to, you know, I guess as the body changes, do the way that you approach certain practices, certain processes have to change with that as well? Yeah, I love Dexter's daddy, by the way. That's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, for sure. Um, you know, there are... I've seen people, you know, they'll go through, they'll be in like car accidents or like experience some sort of like, like injury that really kind of changes the way that they're able to move. And that's what's so great about, I feel like I've said, that's what's so great about yoga so many times, but there are so many different ways to like modify your practice that it's really like anyone can do it despite their physical limitations. You know, you can, you can do chair yoga, like literally just, there are so many different ways to do it, but sure, you know as amazing as he is, or he, I'm guessing, isn't able to move exactly the same now at, you know, almost 70 as he was 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, that's, you know, sort of the importance of a consistent practice, because, you know, the more you do it, the more it sort of becomes a, a part of you and your body has that muscle memory, and you're probably less likely to lose your I mean look at that high kick he's doing that's so sassy yeah. <laughs> um, nice, a nice heel as well as, as, <laughs> yeah well, he, no I even mean as, even as recent as like 2019 like you know I think it was for the New York Times or the New Yorker square like yeah whatever it was he was like in an interview saying like he's still very much it's a daily practice for yeah. him so mm-hmm. I imagine yeah, and you can tell. Yeah, and that I mean, it makes a big difference to um, really commit to making it a big part of your life. I mean, I don't. I'm not even able to do it every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> I might be <laughs> able to, but but I don't. I do it as often as I can. Um, but yeah, no, it's so cool. It's so cool seeing him like do stuff like this and knowing that you know, you don't necessarily have to age out of it is really awesome. And yeah, my, cl- I mean, my class is a people of all ages too. So there's still time for all of us. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's never too late to start either. Like if you're not, you know, if you're like 40 or 50 or 60 and you're like, oh, I wish I had done yoga. Like you can start <laughs> at any time. And uh, Very encouraging for, uh, uh, to know that there's still a chance for my back to bounce back. There is. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> yeah. sure. For sure. Get rid of that tech neck, baby. Mm. I know. I'm, I'm sick of having a natural pose like the letter S, quite frankly. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm at work, like, like towards the end of the day, I'm, like, sitting like a shrimp in my chair. And my coworkers will be like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's fine. I, I, I do yoga to counteract it. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a little balance, a little light with right. a little dark, you know, uh-huh. sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I'm opening my hips, sometimes I'm a shrimp. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just the way that life goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so image five, and this is kind of like uh, a pose, a sort of stretch. In my mind, I kind of associate with yoga a lot is this ability to bend forwards mm-hmm. and sort of reach your feet, sat down like mm-hmm. Defoe is here. Um, now, sort of compared to some other techniques you see in the documentary, this sort of comes across as like I don't know, like a, a warm up exercise almost. That's something that you should be able to achieve. Um, I guess in the grand scheme of things, relatively early into a yoga journey. What would you say are some um, Willem de poses that are sort of good warm up 
beginner yeah. routines. Well, so to it's sort interesting of that you say that because I do this at, toward the end of my practices is when I have these. Ah. Um, <clears throat> usually because, you know, the first like 40 minutes or so you're standing and then <laughs> you get into the more seated poses during the final parts of class. But yeah, I just call this like a, a long-legged forward fold. I usually have them uh, do it twice. You know, you start with by inhaling your, your arms overhead and then hinging at the hips and then really encouraging as opposed to, you know, like when we were kids doing these in gym class, we would just kind of like press our heads down towards our knees as hard as we could. But that's actually not the goal is you want to keep your spine as long as possible. So I usually say, um, you know, you're reaching the crown of your head toward the tops of your feet. So that helps people really lengthen out their spine as opposed to just crunching down. And then, you know, a lot of the times, on their second attempt, they'll be able to go a little further and maybe, you know, grab the soles of their feet or, or what have you. But this is, yeah. Um, again, I keep saying, you know, calling out the guys, but they just tend to be not as, not as naturally flexible. Um, so it's one that I like to do at, at the end of class and just really like, it's one that people think, oh yeah, you just fold forward, but there's actually a lot more to it than that. <laughs> um, yeah, can imagine. This is one I think, like, I'd be like, yeah, I think I can do that. And then try right. and do it. Be like, I can't fucking do that. <laughs> well, it's so funny because like so many, I, I mean, it's not even like as someone who does yoga, it's just, I, it's easier for like a lot of people to just be able to like lean over and touch your toes. And then I know guys who are like work out or in good shape and like they can't even touch their toes when they bend over. And I just, it's hard for me to comprehend that, but just how, you know, people are really just built differently. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I suppose for me, cause I'm six, four as well. So my, they're so far down my feet. It's <laughs> What? Yeah, I'm, you know, Are you lying? Just, oh. No, I know, I, you know. I could stand up, but in an audio medium, it means nothing if I stand up. I'm just sounds like I'm lying. Um, Very long legs, yeah. I'm, I'm a long boy. Like in high school, my because I'm a long leg, sort of short body kind of guy. And see, I'm the, school, I'm the opposite. Short. I'm, I'm a, I'm a long body. Torso. Okay. I'm all torso. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like. I can, I can reach my toes pretty easy because I've got a little torso doing the work. Uh, I think I wish I had a longer torso. Like in high school, it sticks with me to this day. My friend absolutely ruined me, and he said, "Daryl, your legs was long as the Star Wars credits at the start of the movie." And I was like, "Absolutely ruined me." <laughs> oh <my laughs> he just started singing the theme tune as he just like put his hand and like such a creative just... insult, though. Wow. I, know. <laughs> I knew I knew creative people. See, any time you walk towards me, Daryl, what I'm going to hear is. every time i leave the house it's honestly a challenge for me it's honestly from going between having like legs like star wars and in recent years like just strangers coming up to me asking if i'm jeffrey Dahmer. it's been a tough 20s for your boy who is also from milwaukee which is where it all comes back to milwaukee yeah exactly a lot going on in wisconsin defoe dharma daryl all the d's in milwaukee yeah 
I am never going to beat the allegations. <laughs> um, and you're never going to Milwaukee. You're never going to Wisconsin. <laughs> I, I've never been to America, but I do not think I'll be welcome in Wisconsin. <laughs> is what, no, we is love you here. I'm, we love any accent here. It's very exciting. If it's like a dark tourism spot or something, I'll just go and hang around like where I used to like live. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, we have all sorts of Dahmer tours here, actually. <laughs> I'm going to really hang do. around. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to hang around on the Dharma tours and um, it's going to be absolutely wild. Yeah, I mean, they do tours of like, they to, to like you know, because some of the bars that I used to frequent are still there and they like show you everything. It's pretty crazy. I, I'm just going to turn up in these bars and people are going to go like, like put a bit of talcum powder in your hair, like, make, like do something up like a ghost. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just, out, just taking some pictures on the tour. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> um, so murderers aside, back yeah. to the centeredness. Yeah. I think image six kind of relating into sort of uh, image seven for me. So we've got more of like, mm. I suppose, like a forward fold, more of the splits side yeah. of things, which sort of comes into it a bit more. Just another um, splits that I can't do. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's very impressive splits mm-hmm. because... It's obviously with the quality of the documentary against a 1990s documentary uploaded in like 360p on YouTube. It's Sometimes, a VHS as well. Like it's, it's clearly a, v- a rip of a VHS. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So it's, sometimes it is a little hard to differentiate between Defoe and David. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, just very impressive mm-hmm. just to do like the splits like this. That, well, I mean, that woman uh, behind him too. When I, when I do it, I probably look more like the guy behind them and i would say most people do and i mean even that is like it takes work to even be able to get down that far truly (laughs) so yeah that's a tough one the guy behind i am convinced from looking at the credits of this film that is jack defoe uh willem defoe's son so we have yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. because how old is this So this is from 1998, and I believe okay. Willem Dafoe had him in like the early 80s. So like, yeah. So, so he was like, just like a teenager. Here? Okay. Well, you're right. The f- picture is so blurry. I feel like that could be like a 50 year old man, but it could also be a teenage boy. It's hard. Yeah, to yeah, know. yeah. So I think I think 1981 he was born. So it would have been yeah. Okay. 17, 18. Yeah. And I imagine if Willem Dafoe's your dad, and he's a kind of like staunch practitioner of yoga he's got he's he's probably been doing it since mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in utero do you know what I mean like, totally yeah <laughs> totally forward fold he could probably do that one. full splits by now yeah we need to I follow think, up with him <laughs> see I think the only time I've ever been able to do a forward fold and this is something uh I don't think I've ever said on our podcast I was born I was born breech so uh oh. normally that means your feet first mm-hmm. but I was born with all 10 toes in my mouth. So I was literally folded in half. Really? So like my mum couldn't have me naturally because they were worried on exit I would be choked to death. So my mum had a cesarean. So I think that that is the only time I've ever been able to do something. (laughs) It made me very flexible as a child. I used to I used to do a thing where I used to pretend I was on the phone but I'd use my foot like to reach it up to my ear as a child. And I remember recently I'd be like, I think I can still do that. And then I tried to do it 
and I was uh, in a very bad way for a few days. See, if you had kept it up, you could have been, you could be like a contortionist right now. But yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I could be David Life right now. <laughs> God, it could be Petros Pat Life of us is what you could have been. I could be, I could be, I don't know, bing a bong das. Like, who knows what I could have been if I if I'd carried on. God, we could have all been, we could have all been dasses. You know, th- this being said, though, because this was made in like what '98, and given Defoe's hair length at the time, I have no reason to suspect that he didn't immediately finish Speed Two and then make this documentary. Yes, timelines yes. add up. The timelines add up. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The math is mathing. Get... The math is mathing correctly. There. He needed to get rid of the stink of that movie somehow. It's like that's it. <laughs> Stretch out for a few weeks. So in many ways, this episode is therefore the natural sequel to our season two finale. Perfect. It all comes <laughs> together in the end. <laughs> so, I mean, speaking of Defoe and his downtime, um, image seven here we have Defoe has his left leg sort of bent around the knee of his straight and right leg. He's got a grip on the toes of his right foot. He's <laughs> reading a book at the same time as well. So, you know, we say that Defoe practices yoga on a day-to-day basis he's finding ways to do it in his downtime um i think you know cassie to your knowledge and experience are there sort of ways similar to this that one can incorporate yoga into the daily routine or seemingly innocuous practices like reading as well so there's a whole i don't know about reading honestly but um there's a whole like conversation about um they're called inversions is what people call these when you like lift your feet over your head um some people say they're like so necessary and you need to do them at like toward the end of every yoga class and some people say like they don't really do anything but i mean there is a pose that's similar to what he's doing um except I've never seen anyone cross their legs when they do it, but we just call it a candlestick pose. And it's basically when you like lift your, your legs up and flex your feet. So you're sort of creating like a 90 degree angle with your body. And you generally just hold it for like at least a minute. Um, the thinking is that you're, you know, quote unquote, reversing the blood flow. And that is beneficial for whatever reason. Sometimes I, um, I do it. Um, not all the time. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you held that for a really long time, like your like your feet would just fall asleep. So I don't know if I would be like chilling reading a book. You know what I mean? But if you want to, I don't know know that it's like bad for you. To, to do it as long Thank as you God. want. Thank God, because I've been trying to read a lot recently. So I'd definitely be trying to do this in bed and then be like, I'd need to go to the toilet and then like fall down on the floor like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean the way he's gripping his toe like this it kind of just looks like he's doing like a quick stretch like i feel like that's not something he held on to for like 30 minutes while he was reading that's just what i'm gathering that's what i'm guessing based on this photo (laughs) he's like i got i got a little fart in the chamber if i do this help that bad boy out Jack, come over here. <laughs> A real dad move. It's it's one way to enlightenment, that's for sure. <laughs> Enlightening the load, if you will. Out of the um, impurities. <laughs> so, uh, penultimate image, we have a bit of a collaborative 
sort of process here. Again, mm-hmm. this is definitely one of those poses that I did as a child, having yeah. no concept that it was yoga. It's like, oh, look what I can do. Mm-hmm. We sort of balance on your arms and you sort of straight up with your feet pointing to the sky. So relating to that, how much of yoga would you say is a collaborative process because in in the documentary we touched on this earlier it's they talk at length about um satsang which is you know you associate yourself with people who remind you of your divine potential i've put in brackets here satsang and chill in yoga as much of it is a journey to find a sense of self and oneness um you know do you think you can achieve that sort of without others as well i don't think there's a wrong way to do yoga i think (laughs) so long as you're doing it like that's what's important there is something to be said about being in a room with other people like we say like we're practicing together right and there is an energy that is created um you know a heated yoga room will get even super duper way hotter towards the end of class when everyone is breathing together and it is Mm. It's, it's feels, even though you're really only paying attention to yourself, there is something energizing about being surrounded by people who are also breathing. And, and, um, so, so yes and yes and no, like you're, you're doing it yourself for you, but there is definitely an energy that's created and a sense of community. I would say Mm -hmm. when you're Mm -hmm. doing the same activity all together in the same space so yeah i think it relates to and again in a in in that interview i referenced earlier uh defoe was saying about like how he's still practicing yoga he he also touched on like that the the communal experience of like film watching and like how like that that is something that can be enjoyed as a solo experience but that there is nothing more enjoyable than being in like a packed cinema it's and just kind to, of it's like, just a totally different experience like yeah, they're both diff- special in their own way kind of yeah you take from it what you like you're obviously going there as a solitary will this film speak to me and i think mm-hmm. like for me, that is my satsang. Is like kind of walking out of a cinema and being like, totally. "Oh, we've all kind of experienced this to- together." Very much. Mean? So, and it's yeah. like I love kind of eavesdropping on the chitter chatter of people and stuff yeah. like that. And like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, I think I think there's something to obviously what you're talking about. Like, you can do yoga alone, but then you can also do it with a group, and it will it is it's like a group achievement as opposed mm-hmm. to just that solitary do you know what I mean like uh, yeah like yeah no it's like it's like it's together. like a mob mentality but in a good way it's like seeing that person who's like always in the same class as you and like one week they're struggling with a pose and then that kind of like that feeling you get even if it's just like a fleeting moment where you're like oh I'm happy for yeah Paul. sure you know what yeah. I mean for for being able to nail that this week and it's mm-hmm. like you might not get that if you're just kind of like in your in your bedroom doing yoga with Adrian no shade Adrian right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the lovely togetherness of it all is all all yeah. very nice um so that brings us to the sort of final image that I found here now again I I think this was David's um from the documentary as opposed to the foe but it's impressive nonetheless. We talked about the 
um, I suppose there's a proper name for the technique. The reverse arching bridge into a Dracula pop-up is what I've called it here, um, <laughs> which is like the core strength. <laughs> I've watched this a number of times. I'm like, that is insane. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we, it's called a, a wheel pose. We, I've never seen anyone get into it from a standing position and then leaning back. Like, we always start on our backs and then press up. Like, yeah, no, insane is the correct, <laughs> correct <laughs> word. <laughs> because that um, requires so much core strength and just, like, stability, um, balance throughout your entire body. Like, arm strength to be able to catch yourself and support yourself like that. Um, amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is, like, it's almost like gymnastics at this point, right? It's like pretty mm. impressive. Um, not something that I will ever aspire to because I just know it's not something that I'd ever be able to do. But however you want to get into wheel, just go for it. You know, so long as you're safe and smart about it. If you want to flop over from standing or like jump off a, you know, I don't know, a wall. <laughs> like <laughs> People do all sorts of crazy things. Just don't hurt yourself and you're good to go. Yeah, it's just... The the man David's life is very much a human slinky, from mm. what I can tell from this documentary. <laughs> mm. Um, he is at one with the vibrations of the rocks, and then he also flips like Spider Man. Yeah. Um, if that's not the peak human form, then I don't know what is. <laughs> well, at least we know in in the left hand image, one of those is Defoe, right? Like, so I think that's Defoe, maybe on the far left. I think I think it is the foe on. on the in the dark blue map. It's David <laughs> so Life on the uh, the light blue. Oh map. yes, 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 yes. Um, so that's still impressive. Like that is. I mean, what's so crazy able- about it is like the combination of being so flexible and limber, but then also so strong. Because a lot of times those two things are like they don't coexist. Like it's hard to achieve both of those things at the same time. Well, it's like um, the way Defoe is posed, it is like his kind of, like, stomach is almost like his back is at, like, a right angle. Do you know what I mean? It's like you can almost, like, track a right angle with his arms to his, like, yeah, from his chest to his stomach. It's, like, scary, whereas everyone else is a lot more arched. He's really fucking tight yeah, in Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like... <laughs> Possession. What is that? What is that from like the, the Exorcist? Yeah, <laughs> it's crawling quiet. up the stairs. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very you know in, incredible pose to just look at. And mm-hmm. again, this is I have to stress, you know, listen, if you are following along and looking at Slide Nine, this is the one that part of me still thinks I can do right, <laughs> <laughs> and because I. <laughs> I just want to just like just flop my spine around like a spring and just be like, yeah, boy, look at me. But I but know I'll end up in intensive. Yourself, so please do not. <laughs> I, I will stress for the listener at home: it's please clever. do not try and do. Please do not try and do this without the you know exact setup of uh, mm-hmm. physical pointers and stretching and training that you need. If I am in the there's ICU, there's a reason it's done toward the end of class too, because you spend the entire <laughs> class leading up to it, sort of preparing your spine for it as well. So I you don't spend just all the class into this at the beginning of, of class without <laughs> any warming up. Is this 
Is this going to be the first episode of the pod? Is this going to be the first episode of the pod, Daryl, where we have to have like a jackass style like disclaimer up front? <laughs> <laughs> Do not attempt anything that was discussed in this podcast. <laughs> Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and welcome to Ash Chang of Vinyasa. <laughs> and I, yeah, I would spend the entire class just on my back going, Help me! <laughs> so, you know. Um, but yeah, that is the end of the slides there. Um, and, and I hope, you know, by the end of this conversation that we can all see a bit more of the oneness in everything. Or I think, as they said, to see the oneness in everything, you must first see one thing. When you can hold on to that thing, you can burst through the illusion and see everything. So, how you know, I hope we're all through the illusion now and we can see the oneness of podcasting, the oneness of Defoe, and we're a bit more enlightened than we were 90 minutes ago, is what I hope, if nothing else. I know um, I am. <laughs> it's been an experience. It's been an enlightening experience. We've touched on some personal things. Um, we've reminded myself repeatedly of my mortality. <laughs> no, gosh. <laughs> I know. You have to, as they say in the documentary, you have to remember the mortality of the body, but also know you are immortal, which still makes me think I can do it. <laughs> it still makes me think I can do it. But I suppose as we sort of start wrapping up here, you know, I know we sort of joke about it in the documentary sense, but William Defoe, as we start looking at the big questions of the documentary, do we think that William Defoe in this documentary has big dick energy? Um, you know, Cassie, we'll, we'll start with yourself. BDE on William Defoe, the yoga practitioner. I mean, in a word, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> question. he has bde just because of who he is but also like anyone anyone who brings themselves to to a yoga practice in in my opinion <laughs> has just the biggest of de possible <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah i mean without question without question Fantastic. Uh, Petros, uh, Daddy Defoga, BDE, yay or nay? 100%. And this is a kind of milestone episode because it's the first time we've talked about the man, the myth, the legend himself, as opposed mm -hmm. to the character. Very and true. And I think the way that he's kind of, like Cassie said, the way he's sort of thrown himself into this, and it's not just like he skirts about it. You, you hear of so many people like get into something for a role. It's like this is a part of his life and like it's great to see like how it informs his roles like he kind of touched on it in the documentary and stuff like that saying like about finding like a sense of self and you can like through seeing this you can see how it kind of like the practices of yoga and the kind of knowing of oneself and connecting to others how that does like translate to him as an actor and especially mm -hmm. in like something that we kind of frequently talk about is his kind of amazing anti-method thing of just being able to like the work is the work right and like the practice is the practice like it's like kind of once that is done you obviously take like he takes the practice into it where it's like yeah he can it's a part of him but like the work like whilst he's doing it he's doing it and then he can kind of let it go 
and that that is like very much how he treats his acting so yeah the biggest the bit like these poses he's doing as well like you've got come on that's big dick energy baby <laughs> gargantuan the real man has gde gargantuan dick energy gargantuan defoe energy <laughs> I, I think it's a three for three on bde um you know i think to be sort of so open about this and so open about it being a part of the process part of the life uh helping in uh pushing you forward as a person and as an actor and I don't know, just the idea of him just practicing this yoga in between takes on the set of Speed 2 is just, like, great to me. I just love the idea of that, that he's just been an absolute insane person on a, a cruise ship, and then he's also saying, just I just need, like, a quiet corner of the set just to do some, uh, <laughs> some like, folds over here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think the biggest... I mean, it was, we're acting like we didn't know this already. The biggest of DEs by all accounts. Um, and what we sort of ask next is our sort of, I suppose, a rating on the documentary. When And we don't just give it like a thumbs up or a thumbs down. We would say we'll give it a, a friend or a foe. And I think very interested to hear your answer on this, Cassie, being a yoga practitioner yourself. You know, by the time you'd finished this documentary, you know, did it sort of reaffirm some doc um, some yoga sort of joy for you? Was there some bits about it like, hmm, I don't know. But where do you stand, Defoe or Defoe, on what is yoga featuring William Defoe? I mean, I say Defoe just because it's, it's him talking about something so wonderful, something that's been so meaningful to me and my life. Um, it's so funny because I don't like – yoga documentaries and and any sort of like yoga media at all it's not something I seek out just because it's something that's so personal to me like I feel like I don't need to get it other places you know what I mean so even even watching it um it's I just felt very like separated from it I guess because my yoga practice is my yoga practice and that's theirs so you know like we can like joke about like how like silly it was and some of the stuff they said but like if that's if that's what they want to get from their yoga and how they want to be like more power to them. I will, I will say any, any, um, documentary talking about why yoga is a good thing is I will always support it. Um, because it's helped my life so much and just made me happier. Um, so sure. You know, it's does ne not necessarily, um, the, the, way I am when I'm approaching a yoga practice or like teaching or talking in everyday life. But I will still say to friend because because yoga is, is awesome and and he is awesome so hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> fantastic uh, so that is one the friend on what is yoga Petros the friend or the foe for yourself as well I think I'm gonna have to side with Cassie here and say the friend just because like I went into this like purely on a basis of we're watching this for like the faux basis like do you know what I mean but then like I, it's also like opened my eyes up to like stuff I didn't know about like the origins of yoga and like the uh, I, I very vaguely knew that it's more than just the physical practice and it is kind of like linked to meditation and stuff like that but what I, yeah, what I found about it, it wasn't like as pushy as I think like a doc, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Like it could have been just a full on ad, like 
yeah come to our studio it just kind of it, it felt like it came from a place of like we love this thing we just want to like and I guess in like and looking at the context when it came out in 1998, yoga wouldn't be the kind of behemoth. Do you know what I mean? Like your mum knows about it, kind of thing that it is now. So it's yeah, it's kind of like it's great. It's it's puff PC, but at the same time, Willem Dafoe is like a great in and like it's an oddity in that way that like he put his name to this documentary like and loves kind of like the the way in for an audience and like you know what this may just be kind of hollow words i might not i might not pursue it but like it's definitely watching this documentary has kind of put like a bit of a firework up my ass to be like you should well, it makes you understand why other people would want to yes. right like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah sure mm. yeah. it makes me want to be like I should really, do you know what I mean? Like I've got nothing, like, te- do you know what I mean? I'm sure 10 minutes of my day, or even if it's like 20 minutes and every other day, like not mm-hmm. putting the pressure on myself, like I yeah. could, I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think on the back of what you said and very eloquently put there, um, it'd be a three for three on the friends for me as well. It's a very, um, you know, it's an interesting piece. Like you say, the foe is sort of the in to that sort of world there. He's kind of asking the questions. It's very um, interesting to know from a perspective of two people who are trying to get to know the foe a bit more. And I think certainly do have a better understanding of him and how he approaches his work with this as well. And certainly from the personal side of things, it's made me, um, not that I wasn't before, but certainly a bit more receptive to yoga. I feel like I sort of understand the workings of it a bit more and certainly as you said cassie why someone would pursue yoga and um it's definitely not something i'm against trying because i i like the um you know and for fear that i may be romanticizing it a little too much saying this you know with present company included i like the idea of sort of you know what you can achieve by doing it and the progression of personal and i suppose um internal growth as well and how to have that separation of um you know the stresses of life and how to deal with things and i'm one of those people that sometimes all this micro stresses and you don't realize that sometimes that your tongue's pressing on the roof of your mouth and Mm -hmm. you're gritting your jaw and i sort of have that all the time and i'm like Mm -hmm. why does my jaw hurt all the time because you're an angry little man that's why that is happening to you so i i like what the end result can offer if you sort of put the work in and maybe i will get some sweatpants that i can some yoga sweatpants as well um and also 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 it would be nice for my back not to hurt all the time um and it really will help i'm not just saying that it really will help i don't know i you know I've got to, you know, got to find that fight to put in the work because I am a lazy, lazy boy. Um, but that is my problems totally aside. Um, as we sort of come to the end of our Defoga edition of Getting Defoe You, we'll have to say, uh, first and foremost, Cassie, thank you so much for taking the time to sort of uh, share insights into uh, your world of yoga and spend this time with us we really appreciate that yeah. and for the dear the listeners our friends at home listening wherever they may be 
Uh, where can we find your good self on the socials, the interwebs, and all that good stuff as well? Yeah. Um, so if you want my unhinged Pedro Pascal tweets that I fire <laughs> off like 17 times a day, um, <laughs> I'm at the movie Mermaid. I do put out good stuff sometimes. Like I do, you know, interviews and <laughs> film reviews and stuff. Um, so I'm at the movie Mermaid on Twitter and Instagram, Letterboxd, all those good things. Wonderful stuff. And all the links will be in the description along with the slides as mentioned prior but with that said as we wrap things up on this special episode of getting to for you so it's left for us to say i've been daryl i've been petros i've been cassie and we've been getting to for you and there you have it folks i hope you're feeling loose i hope you're feeling limber i hope you're feeling at one with yourself and the universe on the other side of that episode that that episode was an absolute delight daryl i feel like not only have we got to know defoe a little better we have got to know ourselves one another and the Mm -hmm. universe we are we are at one and this is a perfect way to start off the new year imagine a lot of people in, in 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 these early months We'll probably be stretching out on a map for the first time. This is this is resolution time, baby. This is a time to to make changes to better yourself. And what a what a way to start the year than with some kind of looking inward, looking outward, looking around. Mm-hmm. You absolutely said it. So, like I said, we got uh, sort of surprisingly deep in some respects there. Some surprisingly. Uh, personal stories maybe that is yoga in practice right there baby i think and i will be on the first plane to um the jeffrey Dahmer hotspots of wisconsin <laughs> very shortly um to show them all the things i've learned freaking um, out tourists <laughs> <laughs> so i don't understand why jeffrey Dahmer looks so calm this is unsettling um the anti-yoga perhaps um but of course and with all that said, we say, obviously, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back to the podcast in 2024. Uh, we've got lots and lots and lots of delightful things planned. So get your ticket, punch it, get on the Defoe Commotion train. We got yoga mats now. Don't say that we don't listen to the needs of the people. Um, and, of course, we said it at the top. We'll remind you again. If you want to get in touch with us on the socials, uh, Petros, remind the listeners where they can find us. So you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at Defoe U Pod for all kind of silly stuff that comes in our mind, any kind of gifts that we love, any interactions, we're always on there. Or if you want to get a bit more personal, you want to get at one with us, you can do so by dropping us an email, which is DefoeUPod at gmail.com. And remember to always be a defriend and never be a defoe and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this right now. Absolutely. And of course, and as ever, we give our thanks to Matt, our dear editor, who, you know, he helps us... um, get at one with our podcasting selves without us, without his meditative presence on the Defoe Commotion train, 
we are just two idiots in our 30s screaming into the void with no purpose. We are just a couple of boys downward dogging in life. Matt lifts us up. We are upward dogs, baby. This is going up and up. And the, the Focomotion train is chugging along, all thanks to the rails that Matt is laying down. Goddamn right. It's up, dog. What's up, dog? It's your boys. You better believe it. <laughs> so on that note, we will wrap things up there. So thank you for listening. We will see you next time for the Season 2 wrap-up episode as we cover all the highs and lows of Season 2. What was our best? What was our worst? What was our best friend of the season? And then we will continue to cover all things Willem Dafoe right here on Getting Dafoe You, a dedicated Dafoe podcast. So until then, until then, bye-bye for now. Bye! Lovely. Getting to know you, getting to know all about Willem. Getting to like you by watching all your films. Getting to know you, we'll start with Heaven's Gate. And we'll watch them all. Till the present day